0: You're listening to The Software Outsourcing Show, brought to you by Accelerance, the global software outsourcing authority. Hello, and welcome to The Software Outsourcing Show. My name is Bobby Durrell, and I am happy to have you here on another episode with us. Now, I know things are going crazy in the world today as we look at the COVID-19 pandemic, and you've heard a lot about it. So we thought we would talk about a different type of perseverance this week. And uh, and actually, we probably have a couple of episodes coming forward to you on it, but we've been talking about women in tech and and really uh, my eyes were really open with some of the research that was brought out uh, with our producers and, and some of the things that that we learned along the way. So I, I hope that you will find the same. Now, today I am talking to a person that is is probably one of the most uh, awarded and accoladed people that we've had on the show. Uh, and her name is Van Dang. Now, Van is the CEO of a company called SavvyCom, uh, global app developer, uh, tech co-founder. She delivers innovative software services and mobile solutions in healthcare, retail, automotive, and FinTech worldwide to businesses including large enterprises, small to medium enterprises, and startups. Van Deng was named by Forbes Magazine as one of 15 global leaders to watch in 2017. She is a TEDx speaker on women, entrepreneurship, and technologies, and her company SavvyCom was recognized as one of the top 30 global mobile app developers in 2017. As an entrepreneur who is passionate and believes in a beautiful life enabled by technology, Dan enjoys sharing and adding value to society. She's had the role of Vice President of Vietnam Digital Technology Organization, VNITO, mentor of Sherry Blair Mentoring Program, and received awards such as 2020's uh, Fortune US Department of State Global Women's Mentee, the ASEAN Women Entrepreneur of 2017, the first winner of Mekong Women's Entrepreneurship Challenge, the Hanoi 2016 Most Distinguished Entrepreneurs or Top 100 Outstanding Startup Entrepreneurs. Uh, hi, Van, welcome Welcome to the show. Welcome to the virtual studio. I, I appreciate you joining me today.
1: Yeah, hi, Bobby, how are you?
0: I am doing wonderful. I am, I'm doing great. How's, how's everything for, for you? Yeah, over in Vietnam.
1: uh, it's going great now. And, um, uh, even with Corona outbreak, but it's still, um, mm-hmm. okay in Vietnam at the moment.
0: Okay, good, good. I'm, I'm glad everybody's there is, uh, <laughs> is safe and still doing well. I know it, uh, you know this uh, this global pandemic continues to to kind of grow on us. So uh, especially here in the United States, uh, we're we're getting close to uh, what they're calling our peak season. Mm-hmm. So for the virus, so I, I know y'all are kind of uh, a little past that. Um, but hey, listen, Van, I I, I have to say. Uh, you know, I, I think congratulations are in order, uh, you know, going through your bio, doing, doing a little bit of our research here like we do. I, I, I think you're the most uh, accoladed person that we've had on the show so far.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs>
0: So I am, uh, definitely, definitely impressed. Um, and, uh, and I really appreciate you joining here and, and kind of, you know, talking with us about this, this journey with women in technology, uh, certainly something I can't personally speak to. I can, mm-hmm. I can do research on, but, uh, I don't, I don't know what the the road is like to try to go down it. Um, but to that point, I, you know, I know from, from your background and, and some of the the research that we've done I, I I know you you grew up in a small village and you really started working uh, to earn an income as a child and I know that that kind of led you toward uh, finding a full scholarship and and I know you you got your IT degree at University of Sydney and you spent you know four years kind of studying and, and living abroad and and I know that exposed you to a lot of cultures and, and nourished your dreams and passions so I want to talk a little bit about that and, I, and I'd like to start by talking a little bit about uh, your, your childhood and and upbringing can you can you talk a little more about about kind of that growing up in those those early ages
1: well thank you Bobby for the west and um, yeah, a little bit about me, I was born in a small province uh, in Vietnam and uh, mm-hmm. for me, looking back to it now, it was a wonderful experience uh, growing up in a small village and where most of people know each other and you can mm-hmm. walk to school with friends and play traditional games together. And uh, mm-hmm. you can see something very different now is every family watching the same movie every evening. So we, we have, normally we got one channel to see, and everyone got that. And it was so peaceful for me at the time when I was small. And, um, but however, when you stay in one place and you never got chance to go to any other place outside, and you will see the world in the way that most people around you do.
0: True. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, that is a good point that, that sort of that, uh, you know, when everybody's kind of in the same place, it, it becomes a very homogenous mm-hmm. uh, yeah. type thing. So uh, with that though, and, and, and the way you, you know, w- with your growing up was, was university, uh, a- an expectation for you? And, and if not, then how did you, how did you kind of prepare to get to get that full scholarship and, and, and then go study in Australia coming coming from a small province like that?
1: Well, when I grew up a little bit, I understand that without going to university, I could, uh, I could not get an opportunity to get a better job. So going to university was my expectation when I, when I was in high school. But mm-hmm. actually, it was not supposed to be any outside of Vietnam, especially in Australia. And it's, it was too expensive and out of respect, expectation for normal Vietnamese family back then. The cost mm-hmm. for my four year study in Australia equals to fifty times of my parents' annual revenue, um annual income. Oh. Wow. wow! Yeah. So
0: yeah.
1: So it's impossible without a scholarship that family can afford me to do that. And so I just took a try to apply. Um, when I saw, I when I saw. A, a notice in the bulletin in the university. And I mm-hmm. was lucky to be one of 50 students in Vietnam at that time to be granted that scholarship from Australian government.
0: Wow. Wow. So it was really, it wasn't a, an expectation from, from parents or family. It was, it was an internal drive that, that really kind of pushed you toward university. Is, is that what it was?
1: No, it, it was not my expectation of my parents or I at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was just um, took the risk. And um, mm-hmm. I also have to try to do it because the fee to apply took me about one month. Um, the cost of um, one month living in, in Vietnam at that time that I had to spend to apply. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I just, wow. just try to do it because I, I love uh, going to Australia. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, th- I, that is definitely a dedication. Now, now I have to ask. So, so when you when you looked at uh, at university there in Australia, and you you had everything kind of before you of, of what to pick, what 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 led you to technology? Why why technology? Where where did that where did that come from?
1: Oh yes, um, actually, I fell in love with math since I was small. Um, but something changed when I was in grade seven, I got an opportunity to write a, pro- a program in in Pascal, and it was a mm-hmm. very small program to make a clock run. And at oh, that yeah. time, yeah, I just imagined, wow, a wonderful one that a computer can bring. And uh, I did not really understand what computer science is, but I just want. to. So I just decided to go with computer science because I can see we mm-hmm. can do many uh, new thing, many interesting or exciting um, with IT world.
0: Yeah. Now, now I noticed in in, in some of the research and, and stuff that I've I, I've done, I've I've heard you make this statement before that uh, you wanted to build a better Vietnam. Can can you tell us a little more about uh, technology and this dream of building a? better Vietnam like how did how did this all come together
1: Um, actually it came that dream uh, uh, came with me when I was in Australia when I came there I met with many different people from different culture and I had experience with um, modern technology and and very good service so I just dreamed that one day we can have all that in Vietnam And um, I also see a huge potential from Vietnamese people like my friends. They work very hard. They they are quite smart, but they don't have opportunities, skills or experience with uh, more complex projects. And I also see that they need an open environment where they can learn, they can get themselves equipped with some uh, more knowledge. And I see that IT is quite a key for them to open door to the world. And Vietnamese mm-hmm. government also have a nationwide policy to encourage people learning IT from primary school to high school, and mm-hmm. we all together with other IT companies in Vietnam want to, abuse, uh, to want to show to the world that Vietnam is an emerging destination for innovation.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know it, it's certainly true. V- Vietnam is is coming along and, and, and doing quite well, and it's you know it's always fun to to talk to someone kind of at the at the forefront of that and and really driving it. Now, I, I know you've you've done a lot. Right, um, I, I think a researcher, uh, coder, developer, project manager, uh, business development. You've done some consultant, you, you you're consulting. You've been a country represent, uh, representative. H- how did how did all these roles kind of shape you for being a CEO and starting a company? It was, uh, I must say,
1: it was an exciting. Excellent- uh, excellent opportunity for me to build a great foundation to become CEO later with uh, those different uh, positions that I have been taking. And by taking different roles, I believe that I was able to understand what is happening from different point of view in a big pictures and how a business is operating. And I also found it myself that uh, about what I really really wanted to do. I could see uh, what the market did after the World Economic uh, Recession in um, 2008 and um, Mm -hmm. from what I could see at that time, I believe that there's still another better way to provide high-quality software service to our clients and uh, I decided to start Savicom just, just in 2009.
0: Yeah, and so uh, about eleven eleven years ago. Yeah, um, and and how? So when you started Savvycom, how 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 was that? How was that born? How how many people were there? Was it was it just was it you, or did you have a, a couple of compatriots? Or
1: yeah, that was uh, eleven years ago in mm-hmm. two thousand nine, and we have a team of um, four people. We uh, we thought about what had happened in. Um, after the economy, uh, the world economic crisis in tw- 2008, and many people lose a job, and I think it's better for us to find our job our job or provide a better service than what um, we have done before. So we just decided to open um, uh, open Subicom and we have four people working in a small room, I think just about um, 20 square meter at the time.
0: Wow, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not not very large a, a, at all, right? Yeah. So, so what is So we've we've talked a little bit about about your background from from childhood and growing up, and and then the the technical background and the roles that you had. Can Can you talk about some of the values that, that you've brought from that upbringing and that background uh, into into Savvycom and and to to it?
1: When we just uh, founded Savicom, we sit together and we set the vision to become a global company, not just limited um, providing service in Vietnam. And mm-hmm. from the early beginning, we create the culture of being innovative, uh, continuous learning and nurturing trust. Um As I believe that without being innovative, we can get to nowhere or uh, we got to learn every new thing every day. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, we have partner and customers from different places in the world. So nurturing trust is very important to uh, maintain and keep our business going. So I encourage people to never stop learning. Uh, mm-hmm. I think changing time to time in this um, world. We also give our team opportunity to step out of the comfort zone and try new things. And oh okay. Yeah, and we also consider technology can drive success and we apply mm-hmm. technology in every first step to give our customer better experience and also within our internal team to have better communication and better their performance.
0: Oh wow. Okay. So with with that and, and kind of you know coming along the way, what what advice would you have for, for future CEOs or uh, actually for women starting their own companies? What, what have you kind of learned along the way that you'd, you'd be willing to pass along?
1: When I first founded Stavicom, I found that it's very difficult and I have to find many different ways to survive. And now I see mm-hmm. that they, they have many um, new opportunities, but also um, they are more challenging as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I see now more and more people confident to start their own company or becoming um, CEO. They provide different Mm -hmm. products in different industry and um, they also might face different challenges Um, from Mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur for more than 10 years. I may have to take away advice uh, first for people who to start their own company. I think, I, I want just to say to them that let's start with their passion and value the way that they can bring to the market. Once uh, they find them and they got to stick with that, to live and breathe with their dream, and, um, of course, they will be facing with many challenges that they might never think of, and sometimes they might want to give up like I like I did sometimes. And yeah. they also <laughs> might... I'm sure that they will feel very lonely in, jo- in their journey sometimes that mm-hmm. um, let's think that everyone got the same. And if I, I, I can do that or many people can do, then they can do it even better. Mm-hmm. And the second one, um, I think I want to say to them that let's learn, learn and learn. So we need to learn right. uh, every day to keep up with the world that is constantly changing and, there are many ways uh, for them to learn at the moment.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that that's interesting. And I, and I appreciate you, you talking about the, the struggle that sometimes exists that, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I had a quote the other day that uh, I actually had posted out on LinkedIn that said, you know, we, we always see the, the person standing in public success, but we never see the private sacrifice that mm-hmm. happens. Right. And that's, uh, th- that's definitely, you know, kind of the same thing that you're saying here is, is, Hey, sometimes it, it gets a little lonely and, and sometimes it's, it's hard, but look around other people have done it. You can do it too. It's just a matter of willpower, right? Yep. So I I know you talked a, a little bit about some of those obstacles, so I, I don't want to, I don't want to push too hard on it, but, but what were some of the obstacles in particular that, that you found that you faced? Uh,
1: well, t- when talking about obstacles, I think I've um, experienced many uh, common obstacles like other uh, startup founders can face, such as um, mm-hmm. customer did not pay, cash flow is running yeah. out, employer <laughs> resigned, or even uh, our co-founder <laughs> give up after a few years. Oh wow! Yes. Oh. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> But besides, uh, I also have been facing challenges such um, as a woman CEO. And mm-hmm. you know that uh, at the beginning, many people couldn't believe that uh, a woman like me could be a father or a CEO of a tech company. And they just thought that it was a title only or I might have someone behind. Oh, wow. um, well, many people think that. And... Um, mm-hmm. And also, running Savicom takes me a lot of times. Uh, Why I, uh, besides Savicom, I also have a family with two small daughters and two small daughters at home that um, that take um, that I need to take care of. Right. And most of our customer base in North America. So the time zone, you know, that 12 hour difference. Sometimes, Sometimes, many times actually, I have to work at night when I send them to bed. Right.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: And some people think a female CEO cannot be a good wife or good mother as she has to spend so much time on work and she cannot have enough time to take care of family. And, um, I feel it's very lonely journey as well. I feel it so many times. But, um, yeah but uh but I just try to find what I really wanted to and then uh find a way to to sort it out
0: yeah and and you know that's that's a really interesting point that that you know i i don't think that we often think of is that you know it, it it's hard for anyone but it, it's hard when you know you you need to uh take care of children at home in addition to that and and move on to these different things and and maybe you know cultures or or thoughts um don't don't exactly line up with what you're doing because you are breaking the mold, and you've definitely broken the mold i I, I have to tell you for for people that thought that you had it in title only I, I think you really showed them <laughs> so but uh, how, did, how did you overcome some of these obstacles what What is it that you I know you said, said it's still lonely at times, but what what do you do How, how do you get past these things
1: well uh, first. I believe that I'm so confident and really believe in myself. So I just ignore all other things about me. And I want to show them that time we answer. And for me, mm-hmm. family or business um, are more important for me. So what I had done is trying to manage my time to set priorities for each period of time. And I also seek support from family and colleagues. Um, I also draw in uh, share experience with other women entrepreneurs and I found that many we got many things in common. That was how I learned how to balance a work life and personal life. I also, I always think there's a solution for any problem, but uh, I just need to solve one by one, step by step. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the yeah. day I feel very lucky to be a woman in tech. Uh, and I, ha- I have a lot of support from Community where most of them are men, and uh, <laughs> there are many programs at the moment from different organizations to promote women. So from being, um, being like um, it seems hard, uh, but I feel very lucky and um, mm-hmm. to, very lucky to be a woman in this tech industry
0: yeah well i and i i i tell you I, again i i can't say enough that i i really think you're pushing forward and and really doing it so so listen how how can other people let's and let's think women in particular manage to overcome these same challenges i know you you talked about how you did it what what advice would you give to to to, uh, to other women or you know anybody facing the, these kind of same challenges of of work life balance and and startup and cash flow and customers and all of that.
1: Well, <laughs> um, and still the ratio of women being CEO is still very low compared to men at the moment in mm-hmm. uh, most of and uh, in, in many places in the world. Mm-hmm. However, I I see very very clearly, that any woman who chose this way in their career, they are very strong and resilient. And um, I see there are many different ways to cope with the problem, which are used by different people at a certain time. And some of the way people do, like uh, finding a mentors for them, so so it's very. Um, it's very good for them to find a mentor where they can be coached, they can be a share experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so the experienced mentor could help them how to solve the problem. Right. And um, I also see that, that actually no difference between men and women in the tech industry, one we put everyone in the same. And uh, success as a woman in tech is less about gender. But more about education, about self confidence, and hard working.
0: Wow, oh, yeah, that I I think that's a that's a, a wonderful point, right? That let's look beyond the gender, and let's let's all be good citizens, all be you know willing to learn, uh, and grab some self confidence, and, and put some hard work in. I I I, I love the way you, you you stated that there. That's Thank you. Uh, that that's really good. So. So let's let's talk about a little bit about Savvycom and and what's what's going on there to to kind of change this. What's what's kind of you know Savvycom's current stance on on equal employment? You know how many how many women do you have working in, in technical roles there?
1: Um. Well, in, in Savvycom, uh, if talking about technical roles, we we don't have many. I think we have about. Uh, Less than 20% of our women in technical roles like uh, software engineers, project manager, graphic Mm -hmm. designer, business analyst, tester, or QA engineers. And for 10 years of operation, I tried to hire female developers, but but the number is still low. And some people, after they go into work, they also try to change their past. Sometimes they feel it's very hot. Mm Yep.
0: So, do you do you have any particular programs in place, or, or things that uh, that you're doing there to to, to kind of you know encourage?
1: At Savicom, actually, we don't have a special special program <laughs> designed for women, um, mm-hmm. but we provide equal opportunities for most men, so for most men and women. And we, we give them opportunity to delegate, uh, empower them to try on different roles and encourage them to do the work. And for, for, for women who, um, who, are, who have some difficulty, we also arrange suitable and flexible workload or working time for them. They can work from home, especially for women after maternity, um, maternity leave. Oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah but I think the well, uh, the important point here is, is we trust that women can do and we um, mm-hmm. empower them to do the good work.
0: Right right and I I you know that is definitely something that that I have really taken away as a message here of of empowerment and uh, you know I, I I get the feeling and I and I hope I'm not putting Words in your mouth, but I, I, you know, I think, I think you want me to see you as Van Dang CEO of Savvycom, not Van Dang female CEO, okay.
1: right? <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> thank you. You got your yeah. My point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, good. Well, listen, Van, I really appreciate you uh, coming by and, and spending the time to uh, to talk with us uh, today. Um, and uh, again, I, I just really appreciate what you have to offer and and really what you've done. As 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 a woman in technology, and I I know it wasn't uh, necessarily easy. uh, And I know uh, coronavirus or or COVID nineteen. I I know it's it's kind of hitting Vietnam pretty hard. um, But I I want you to to stay stay safe, stay well out there. I'm I'm assuming there's been no no interruption in in operations. Have have y'all been able to kind of stay solid there?
1: Well, I cannot say about the future, but so far, Vietnam is doing very well to slowing down the outbreak. And currently, Mm -hmm. there are only about 150 active cases at the moment and without any debt. And uh, and, uh, so I can see some very good way that they are doing at the moment. First, they Mm -hmm. communicate well with all the people in Vietnam about the disease, and we started wearing masks washing hands after Lunar New Year and government also do people tracking, very strict quarantine and social distancing at early steps. And The next two weeks is a key period of time to stop the virus spreading in a last size. Therefore, government has banned all social gathering, non-substantial business operation, including international, international flights from and to Vietnam. And Many businesses also donate money. It's, it's a good news that they donate money, work to to help the government build more hospital, produce ventilator that was very few in Vietnam at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's good that we can slow it down and we have more time for
0: preparation. Ah, oh, okay. And and was SavvyCom impacted at all by the current pandemic? Did <laughs> Did it disrupt operations any or anything like that?
1: Yeah, currently we um, we still very okay with that because of our model, um, working model. We are we are a tech company, so we are very familiar with the way of uh, remote working. Or, um, but I think maybe if the pandemic is take a long time, so that our customer are affected. So, Savicom might be affected too, but I, bu- I believe that there's still a lot of new opportunity coming from this pandemic.
0: Well, well good. That's, that's good to hear. It, it is really good to hear that everyone's safe and has, uh, has stayed well. I, I really appreciate your time today. I, 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 know you're, you're a busy woman between, uh, between home and work and, and keeping that balance. And, and I also know, you know, with that 12 hour offset that, uh, while, while it's morning for me, it's nighttime for you. So, um, I, I really appreciate you, you stopping in and joining us today and, uh, and having this conversation. And I, and I hope to have you back at some point in the future and talk more.
1: Okay, thank you very much, uh, Bobby. It's very nice to talk to you today. I hope that we have more opportunity to talk um, together. And I appreciate you spend your time with us to say about my journey. And um, you know, I'm very happy to, uh, to have other people, especially uh, women in type, that can, can uh, to be more exposed to the world and bring value to the um, society.
0: Thank you for listening to the Software Outsourcing Show brought to you by Accelerance, the global software outsourcing authority. Do you have a topic you'd like covered in a future show? Then send us an email at podcast at com. Podcast at softwareoutsourcingshow.com. Show notes, links, and materials discussed on today's show may be found on our website at softwareoutsourcingshow.com. That's softwareoutsourcingshow.com.